Hey there, folks. It's the Uticast, episode number 81, and today we are talking with local music legend, Sweet Sweet, Joe Sweet, of the uh, Utica Music Fest and also the Order It app. Uh, plus, Mara returns this week. Uh, we're going to talk about Facebook official statuses. We're going to talk about birthday week. We're going to talk about the Golden Globes, and we're going to answer some dope mailbag questions, all that and more. Episode 81. Let's do it. <laughs> CD? Yes. Yeah, I think it is. That's a compact disc that you're looking at. I know that a lot of people are unfamiliar with... Very strange thing. <laughs> Can I tell strange you? Strange thing. I bought my nephew a copy of Magical Mystery Tour and Rubber Soul right. for Christmas. Um, and I found out that he already had Magical Mystery Tour. So at the last minute, I had to go out and get him something else. And now I also have this miscellaneous CD version of Magical Mystery Tour that I'll probably never listen to. Did your car take CDs? No. No? no I have oh. the tape deck. Oh, I see. I have one tape in my car. I see. Uh, it's Ginger Vitus' uh, most recent album. Shout out to GFOP Tim Schramm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. CDs. What a surprise. Uh, it is It is birthday week here at the Uticast podcast. It uh, is. You yeah. seem very apprehensive and on guard about your birthday. Always. <laughs> oh, when have I never... I, of all people on the planet, I find the least amount of enjoyment, I think, in my birthday of anyone I know, particularly. Maybe. Like, I don't know if there's... A, everyone else I know seems to be relatively jazzed about their I birthday. I feel like it's trendy to hate your birthday. Is it trendy to hate I your... I think so, yeah. I've been hating my birthday since way before it was cool. I can't believe that was your response. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> um, but no, it was Mara's birthday earlier this week, so I'll give her a hard yeah? time. About, yeah, yeah, when Saturday was Mara's birthday. Oh, cool. So I'll give her a hard time when she gets here. Cool, a lot of birthdays here in the January. And right my, after Christmas. This is my least favorite. This is, this is officially when winter can go straight to hell. Like, my birthday is, when you folks are hearing it, today, January 10th, Tuesday, January 10th, this is my birthday on the podcast, for the sake of argument. Um... That being said, after my birthday, after this podcast, you can I can I could be done with winter. Even my birthday, you could let that one go too, and just be done with winter after the end of the new year. Because I'm I it was three degrees this morning when I woke up, and that's that's enough for me. That's where I tap out. I think it just says that your bloodline is weak. Yes. Um, yes. Dress up. Do you have gloves? I do have gloves. Glo- are they good gloves or are they like just like trash gloves? They're gloves, but I think that you're... <laughs> They're I think, gloves. I think Doesn't they, answer that. I think that you're more on brand that my bloodline is weak, really, more than anything Oh, there's else. no question there. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, you know, my our family crest is just is just a guy on a couch eating chips. Weeping. Weeping and looking at a TV and going... That's, for, that's your people. You're Syrian, which is a warm-weather nation. Uh, you're Italian, which is a warm-weather nation, for the mm. most part, I think. Probably. Yeah, mostly. We're Seems Calabrian. Reasonable. We're the there toe. Oh, you're the toe? The toe of the boot that kicks Sicily. Oh, Calabrian bronze. S- Calabrian bronze. Suck it, Sicily. See, me, my my ancestors all come from a place where winter forges us, strong like steel. Yes. So, 
But you guys copied all of our cuisine. We copied none of your cuisine. Everyone copied the Italians. We taught the world how to eat. That's ridiculous. This <laughs> is Sopranos told me. Uh, well, your birthday wasn't that far away. What are your thoughts? You like your birthday? You a fan? It's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, I like it better than, like, Wednesday. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it's, I suppose it's better than a regular day, but... I, it's definitely overwhelming, I think, probably as you get older. A lot of people coming at you, a lot of people, like, pitching stuff to you, sort of getting in your face, and not in a bad way, like, you feel like such a, you know, like, cynical jerk, because look at all these wonderful people that care about you, want to yeah. do nice stuff for you, but, like, really, for my birthday, it would be nice to just be, I don't say fully left alone, I'm not saying don't read, you know what I mean, though? I'd like a day off for I my think... birthday. Like, if I could go up, like, to the woods... And sit next to the lake and read a book all day and not hear from a soul and turn my phone off, that's a good birthday. Well, we did that last year, sort of. We went to New York, you, me, and Parkinson. And yeah, that's just, not... <laughs> going no, to Brooklyn we, is not the same, it's the as, same as sitting in the woods. It's the same as, though, I got away from the everyday people who would stop and say... It was sort of like my little escape away from the people who would normally, on a day-to-day -day basis, hour-to-hour basis, say, Your birthday last year was the Uticast from Brooklyn. Uticast from Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, it, was it was a good a time. Episode. The Knicks. Last time I think they won a game. <laughs> I think it might have been. Um... So, and here's my issue, and, and I think this is really the key. It's not a birthday thing. I noticed this a couple weeks ago when I got sick, and I was on the couch, and people were over the house, and people kept asking me, are you all right? Do you want us to bring you something? More than anything else, I don't like to be the focus of people's attention in that way, right? He's, he says as he runs the podcast that he puts on know, weekly as the host. I know, and that's... And it's an odd thing, but this is no, like... No, no, I know what you mean. This I, I is a job that I like to do, and I get hyped up for it, and it's this mm -hmm. one thing, I can do it, and I'm happy. What I really don't like is being... I'll give you a good example, okay? My mom called me a couple days ago and said, hey, I want to do birthday dinner for you, which we did last night. What do you want to eat? And I said, just whatever, whatever Mike wants to eat. Like, I don't want you to go out of your way to do something absurd, because it's not that big of a deal, right? Of course she did, because that's what she does. Right. But she asked me, well, what do you want to do for cake? And I said, I, I, don't, I don't care. Just whatever, whatever Mike likes. She's like, well, Mike already got his egg. What do you want? And I said, all right, give me a cherry pie. Unless it's too much work, right? To which she said, how have I been your mom for 31 years and did not know you like cherry pie? I'm like, because I don't bring it up because I tend to just go with the flow. That's kind of my biggest character trait over my lifetime. And 31 yeah. years has been just kind of going with the flow. Mm -hmm. And it's worked out. Relatively well, I would say. 50-50, right? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> uh, but, but, okay, so fine. All right, so she says, no, no, no big deal. I'll make you a pie. Great. I get up to her house yesterday. She proceeds to tell me a 25-minute story about what a hassle the pie was. And I'm sitting there like, I told you, what would have been a better birthday present is if you just didn't go through this process because now it makes me feel somewhat guilty that you went through this process to make me the pie when you yeah. didn't have to, right? yeah. That's where my head is, and that's why birthdays don't work for me. That's why I have a hard time with it. I don't tell the kids at school I deal with it is my birthday. I don't tell my work people it's my birthday. They find out somehow. Thanks, Facebook. True. Um, you know what's an underrated move for birthdays? And this is this is gen ten generally tends to be the thing that I like to do. Uh, going out to dinner with a mm. small-ish, small to medium group of people yeah. is a great move. Because you can go out, you can have the thing, you're all at the restaurant... And then everybody's sort of like, you know, you can grab a drink after or something like that. But it's a nice sort of timed thing that happens. Mm. And I'd always like to go out and have dinner. So sure. I feel like that's the move for the birthday. Instead of like, we're going to go out and party instead of surprise party. Heaven help me if somebody ever throws me a surprise no, party. God, I no. do not. I like, 
And a lot of people would be like, oh, I don't want a surprise party. But like in the back of their head, they're like, I wish somebody would throw me one. Yeah. Genuinely, I do not ever want a surprise party thrown for me. And I will be gracious and I will be nice if this ever happens. But know that on the inside, I'm dying. I think that the problem that you have is maybe the problem I have with surprise parties, which is I don't want that many people in my house. I don't like the idea of coming home and having people just in my house. Huge point. That's a huge point. Don't Not know what they've fan. been doing until you got there. Yeah, what, what were you up to before I got here? I was in hell of I Trying to remember where you left all your stuff. Um, well, what about like surprise party if everybody's at like a bar or a restaurant or something? No, I don't like it because knowing me... I would be so adamant about not going out somewhere on my birthday that there would be no way to get me to that. Part. I would make you. You would. You could probably make me. I, of course, I could. I could certainly make you, and I would even if worse. If if someone was throwing you a surprise party, I'd probably give you a heads up. I think. I'd because you're a good friend. I feel like I would. I feel like I would friend. give you a little bit. Like I wouldn't make a big thing, but I'd be like, look, you know, just to let you know because I know how you feel. I feel your pain, and I would expect the same kindness in return. I, I have. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I have an after-work event tomorrow that I have to go to. Like, after work, I have to do extra work, basically. Like, bonus work. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be snowing. I'm just not telling anybody that it's my birthday for. I don't want people to know it's my birthday. I don't want my bosses to know. I don't want them to make a big deal out of it. Like, thanks for coming in on your birthday to do this extra work. Nope. Nope. Don't talk about it. I don't care. Doesn't matter. It's just a day. It's just like New Year's. After tomorrow, I'll be a year older on the calendar, but I won't feel particularly a year older. It'll feel exactly the same as I did today. And then that'll be the end of it. And that's the end. No more birthday talk until Mario gets here. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to hit Mario with the surprise train, huh? Surprise train, which comes just hit it with the birthday talk and all that yo, stuff. Yo, we should hit a surprise party for Mara on the way in here. Like, get a studio. I don't think it's, I don't think if it's a surprise party, I think it'll be just you and me. Just like you and me. That's true. It's, yeah. um. <laughs> all right, so let's, uh, let's take a break. Mara will be back in just a minute, and we'll get into top stories of the week. sick and I think everyone's getting super duper sick we had, I had been sick I was sick like a couple days before you like I, I had my sickness cycle yeah. a few days before you got it I think it was pretty harsh yeah lie. you sound you do sound a little sniffly still yeah I'm admit. still sniffly probably because it's like negative 40 degrees outside my body shutting down so. yes I think fair. that actually is the temperature yeah negative it's actually, spot actually on. yeah it's pretty accurate um but also, uh, I, I, your birthday was on Saturday. Happy birthday. Thanks. How old are you? Like 36 now? Yeah, I moisturize a lot, so I look really good for my age. <laughs> it's very I'm good. 24. 24. Yeah. Do you remember anything about 24, Kev? A useless age. Um, would I would have to think about the year and then start looking at it. Like, I can't recall right now. Like, this thing happened when I was 24, but it was if I looked at when I was 24. That was 2010. What was going on in 2010 for us? I was in New York. Yeah? yeah. Was that 24? Had to be. It would take some time. <laughs> yeah, seven years ago. It's a blur. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was in New oh, York. Okay. Yeah, so 24. I was sowing my wild oats in New York. Oh, God. I you would imagine. just move there. Just move there. Fresh Ooh, to New York fresh City. Fresh to New yeah. York. Yeah. I'm sure that was interesting. Any big plans for your uh, 24th then? No, I just went to Boston. Oh, yeah. And How was got that? snowed out completely. Um, total That's snow shady. emergency. Yeah. So annoying. Like, you take the time off to go on this trip and oh, then yeah. just like, locked in there for the snow emergency. I had so much planned. I had like this comedy show that I wanted to go to. I got to go to the aquarium, but we basically got stuck at Dick's last resort in Quincy Market mm-hmm. and just sat there and ate crab until I was like like mustered up the courage to walk back to my car. There must have been like 12 accidents on the way back and then some really nice Mexican man let us park in his driveway overnight because I couldn't find a spot. Mm. He's my guardian mm. angel. Uh, well, I, I, need to, I need to press you on something. This is a birthday question I have for you. You did do one interesting thing uh, for your birthday. I'm, I won't throw the man's name out there because I'm a, I'm a professional. But you and this look, lucky, handsome young gentleman, uh, I noticed you are now officially in a Facebook relationship. It's so official. Wow. So yeah. congratulations, Facebook official, oh, on your relationship. Facebook, you. Facebook really is the barometer. It really is. is. It? <laughs> Facebook or now, it didn't happen. Now, I want to tell you, I'm not teasing you. I'm really not. Oh, you can uh, tease me. It's fine. This is hysterical. No, I'm curious about it. And this is not... I wonder if it's just me, but I don't know if I've ever been in a relationship where I had the Facebook official uh, label on it. I think that just the way my relationships lined up over my life, it didn't ever really work that way. Okay. So yeah. I'm curious... What, was there like a discussion? No, it was actually no, it was actually all him. Ironically enough, like oh. he was super stoked about mm. it, and then well, it was unfortunate. I had to bring him back to the airport. He's in the military, mm-hmm. so we had to go back overseas. Mm. And so overseas, where overseas? Um, on an island called Diego Garcia. It's like ten thousand miles away in the middle of the Indian Ocean, and it's like Damn. the smallest thing you'll ever see. Yeah, he's only there for about forty more days now, so it's oh. pretty clutch. Yeah, but uh. In so he was like, yo. The Forgotten Ocean. Let's make this official. And I was Ocean like, all right. <laughs> He's Facebook official. That's yeah. cool. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I still. feel like my my most recent uh, ex-girlfriend, who I've talked about in the show, my girlfriend, Erin. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> my, She's, my most recent dalliance into interpersonal relations. Yeah. No, I, I think that like we both sort of... Like, I don't even think we ever talked about it. We were just like, we don't need to do this, right? Like, we just, as long as we get it, like, it doesn't matter. But now, in hindsight, I wonder, wait, was she trying to, was she trying to not tell anybody? Who was she hiding it from? I don't know. I mean, how far were you guys in a Facebook at this point? Like, how long ago was this? She was a little older than me. I think we were both kind of just not Facebook people more than anything else. That's that's fair. That's fair. I know a lot of people like that. A lot of people wouldn't even think to, really. Yeah. Was there, like, something like this on MySpace? Was there, like, a relationship thing on MySpace? I don't remember. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't remember. I feel like there had to be, probably. Well, I think you would put it in, like, your About Me. You would, like, put their initials, less than three, with some stars. I, I feel like there was still a did. thing that said like single or in a relationship. I feel like there was like too, yeah. but I just can't picture it right now. It's so weird. Man, MySpace. I miss <laughs> it so much. I looked at it the Yo, other day, and it like is just strictly music now. Oh yeah, yeah. They double down only on music, and I think yeah. look, um, I don't think that if I was on MySpace, like if if I went back today with the same cognitive like conscious I have now to the days when I was on MySpace, mm-hmm. I'd probably look at him like, this is terrible as well. Do you oh know what I mean? Gosh. Like, it was probably just as terrible then as Facebook is now. I think that, 
I've just grown as a False. human. Some no? poor False. souls still have their MySpace up. You know that, right? Well, yeah. musicians. No, like no, some no, there's people. There's a whole like, separate subset of the world. Yeah, like it's just still laying people there. Who are still out there. Just people MySpace like in corpses. Jail and stuff. <laughs> it's horrible. I want to press you on your point. Why do you think? Why do you say no, Kev? That it's not um, as bad. The thing that you may remember about it uh, when people were on MySpace, it wasn't so extended as the way Facebook is now that people's families were on there, that people of all ages were on there, that, like, you had, you know what I mean? There was news on there, right? No. No, there was bulletin boards. Remember, you would, like, fill out the survey, and you'd be like, Yeah, no, there wasn't news. Age 18, kiss two boys. Yes, I do remember that. Age 18, kiss two boys, that was me. Yeah, that was... Facebook hasn't even had news the whole time. That's kind of a new thing to integrate the news into it. But the thing with that made Facebook different than MySpace back in the day was that like old people weren't on it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. your parents and you know your like, teachers cool and the people like your bosses yeah. or whoever. It was just younger people because it was a little bit more of just like a young person internet type thing. Mm. Whereas with Facebook, you see pretty much everybody has one, whether they're, you know what I mean. No matter who they are. <laughs> Do you feel like Facebook? And I. I understand the, the the positive aspects of Facebook in terms of like if you have a business or you're trying to get things out there, you're right. trying to get something said. But do you, as you get older, do you feel like Facebook has a little like layer of greasiness on it? Oh, it's so gross. It's a little sure. gross, right? It's, so sure. gross. it's a sewer. How many times? <laughs> how many times have I said on this very show, Facebook uh, is a sewer? It is gross. gross. I'm not That's gonna lie. It's it's become more of a tool than like um, personal enjoyment, entertainment, or whatever. Mm. Like social networks maybe used mm. to be. Like, because it is very useful for sharing information, business stuff, even, like, coordinating. When you've got, like, a Facebook group and mm-hmm. you're putting together an event or something like that, yeah. it's become more of a tool-based thing. And, you know, in that aspect, I think that it is still really useful, but I don't really look mm-hmm. into it too much for the, like, social and entertainment aspects of it anymore. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty much junk in that department. Uh, all right, well, we got off track a little bit from Facebook official. Congratulations. Was, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> little, little dive back into the world of MySpace. Uh, <laughs> you guys would both be in my top eight if I had my space today. That means so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so, guys, I um, I have a fun game I'm going to play with you guys. And I, I don't know if we'll play this game going forward. I'm going to try it out this week, and we'll see if it works, okay? okay? I got a gift for Christmas from a family member. And if they're listening, don't take it personally. You ever, you ever have... Okay, when people buy you gifts, especially your family, sometimes they will extrapolate things they know about you and make an assumption and buy a gift they think you'll like, right? My family knows I like pop culture. They know I have a desk. So my mom bought me this, <laughs> like, this day calendar where you rip off, like, the pages. Yeah. And each day is, like, a movie quote, right? Aww. But it's set up in that stupid um, keep calm and blank format, do you know what oh I mean, that nobody God. likes? It's kind of dated. That's perfect for you, isn't so it? So <laughs> I can't bring it to my real office, right? Like, because then people will see it's there. Uh, <laughs> love you, Mom. No, I'm just <laughs> So I tried to find a way to uh, incorporate this, though, to make it useful. So we're going to play... The, the movie quote game and we're going to play it if we like this game we're going to keep playing it every week and we'll keep a tally to see who wins between you and Kevin at the end of the year Okay. so it's a competition between you guys and here's okay. the way I'm going to set it up I have you're absolutely dead oh, <laughs> yeah you're probably right I don't no, know the rules of the game I don't know right. what this game is I'm going to read <laughs> I'm going to read the quote Okay. the first person to get it right first person to call it out gets the point however Shit. you only get one guess so if you're wrong no more no more. It's like we, Family Feud. If we continue to play this game, I won't play this game until we have buzzers. Okay. All right. Or we could just slap. Not saying I won't play it right, right now. Well, we'll buzzers in the well you guys, you guys can put your hands in the hand slap position for now if you want to do that. I think it'll pick up on the thing. All right. So let's. <laughs> all right. So let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. All right. We're gonna start okay. off. Here's quote number one from January first. 
<laughs> That's not how the Force works. Mara. Star Wars. Which one? Oh. <laughs> That's so uh, Three. <laughs> that would be the the third prequel. There. The third prequel. I gotta you gotta be you gotta be less vague than that. I no, that's no, that's the third one. That's like Rise of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, something like that. That's Is the third it? one. That's three. After Clone Wars. Can we like both get a point? <laughs> Can yeah. I'll split the point. Okay. <laughs> All right, this one is from uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which is the one that just came out. I haven't even oh, seen that. Damn, I didn't see that. Well, there you go. So this no, is rigged. No point for that. Point. All right, all right. Oh my God, they're so cute. They are cute, right? It's not bad. All right, uh, all right. Here's another one. January second. <clears throat> you is kind. You is smart. You is important. That's the quote. Uh, is it a new movie? Newish. Oh, I haven't seen any I don't movies. Know. Nobody. I'm gonna know. say nothing. <laughs> I, have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. That is from The Help. I did not see The Help. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, one. that was a great movie. The book was really good. I've heard the good. The book I is very the book. good. The book, as usual. Oh, God, I not know. a good start so far, guys. I'm not a good oh, movie very poor. And I gotta I tell you, that. this next one doesn't have me feeling particularly confident either. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, all right. <clears throat> quote is January third. I have always depended on the kindness of strangers. Oh, it's that movie with what's her name. The very old movie. It's an old movie. Very old movie. I thought it was new. It's not. I thought it was new. I'll give you a hint. Oh, I'll give you guys a hint. They did a Simpsons episode where they did a musical version of it. I don't, I don't watch The Simpsons. No. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? I. Oh God, I don't know. Is it uh, Gone with the Wind? No, no. It's a Streetcar Named Desire. Streetcar yeah, Named Desire. I've literally never right. heard that before in my life. All right. Uh, so far, you guys are not doing very well. I was this hoping is really this, is yeah, this is not great. This is not great. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's go January fourth. If there's anything that you want, just ask for it, old sport. If there's anything you want, Gatsby. That's the great Gatsby. Kevin with one. Yeah, I spark noted that one. So smart. Yeah. yeah. Cliff- <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if any of you guys get this, I'll be very impressed. The oh. quote is, "I aim to misbehave. Uh. I aim." To misbehave. I don't know. Is, is it a is it a comedy? I had never heard of this. I gotta tell you the truth. I, this well, is like, if you've never heard of it, I've definitely never heard of it. Kev, did you look at these questions before you brought them here tonight? <laughs> I did. I did. Go ahead. <laughs> nothing. No. I've got no. Nothing. No. We got nothing. Uh, that's from something called Serenity. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. I know that's. Oh, I hated that movie. Well, there you uh, go. It's got John Cusack in it. Yes, it does. Cheating. Uh, I didn't like that. All right. Last two. We'll go through them real quick. I don't know if you get either of these because uh, I didn't know either of them. Uh, without hope, life's not worth living. That's the quote. I like it, but I—I I mean, that could be from anything. True. I think my it dad said that anything. once. Yeah, it's know. true. It's mm-hmm. fair. Nothing. No idea. Uh, milk. That was from Milk. Didn't watch never that either. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, you're never gonna get this one. I didn't. I wouldn't have got it. I just like it. Okay. And I'll even read it like the guy. One morning, I shot. Uh, I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I'll never know. <laughs> Nobody. No. That's Groucho Marx in Animal Crackers, which is an old... That's a... Mo- oh Why did you read it like God. Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> oh, I get no respect for my impressions, E. All right, so do we not like this game? Crash Can- and burn on the game, but yeah. I would like to say the only point awarded in the round does belong to me. I've so, been yeah. victorious just as I promised. One nil for Kevin. You Kat. earned it. You earned right, so it. So we don't like this game going forward. Veto this game. Yeah, that was pretty hard. Veto the game. All right, all right. We'll have to veto the whole show. That's a shame. <laughs> well, you know what it was? I got all gassed up thinking about movies because we watched the Golden Globes last night. Um, and I'm not really a big awards show guy. Ditto. But I, I like awards shows and they have performances. 
Yeah, not many musical performances. When the performances are bad, that's when I like it. Yeah, there was that's good too when there's a crummy performance. Although uh, there were some interesting things that did happen in the Golden Globes last night, and because I did watch it, the whole thing, I figured we might as well run it off. It's been hot topic all over all over the internet today. Has a little bit. Uh, so, a couple things. Here's my takeaways from from the Golden Globes. As yeah. the entertainment industry waits with bated breath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one, I still don't want to see La La Land. La La Land won oh, like. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's either. great. Yeah, I don't wanna. I don't know what it is, so. I'm sure <laughs> it's great. I don't wanna watch it. So, it's a movie. It's a musical with uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone oh. winning like all the awards. Oh, that does not sound like my cup of tea. It's. I don't know. It, it seems like everyone seems to love it. It won seven awards, which is the most Golden Globes any single movie has won. Uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest won six. That's Since the next. Since when closest. did he sing? Gosling? He's been a singer for a long time. He's put out like jazz piano albums. He was for in the Mickey Mouse Club. Hmm. Got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, another takeaway. I feel like they were rushing through the whole show, right? I feel like they were. It's a rushed show. You see, when the Golden Globes is a weird award show because like people think about these ones like the Oscars that are like big productions and the Grammys. The Golden Globes is just like this weird drunk party in a room. It's a drunk yeah. party where in they room. just they just clang and bang all the way through all of them. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Um, another takeaway. I thought Fallon was terrible. He didn't do anything the whole night. That's disappointing. He wasn't very good. Well, that's... I have really high expectations of him. Maybe that's why. Uh, I think a lot of it ties into my next point, though. There was a really big Trump presence the whole night. Like, every joke was about Trump, and, like... And I kind of... And I'm usually, like, happy to bash Trump, but I was like, can we, like... What does he have to do with anything that's going on here? I'm perfectly comfortable with pretending like Trump just doesn't exist until something happens. It felt some of it was really good, some of it felt really forced. Mm. I think when I was watching, yeah. you could tell. I mean, it's become it's the low hanging fruit. Like it's mm. when you talk about making topical comedy like a show like this. That's the what's the first thing that every like lazy joke writer's head goes to? Like, oh, let's make a joke about Trump. Mm. That's an easy yeah. target. Couple other takeaways, real quick. Some highlights. I thought Ryan Gosling. I don't normally like Ryan Gosling very much. I find him to be kind of vanilla and boring. But I, I, I do. I just think he's kind of boring. Like it's not a knock on him. He's no, obviously. I say the same thing. I also very, say vanilla. Yeah. Yo, oh, right. Yeah. Well, he, he actually was pretty cool last night. His speech about how his, like his wife and taking care of his kids and like he told a really he had a really good speech and it kind of made me like yeah mm. Gosling you're you're a cooler guy than I gave you credit for yeah. I just thought you were a handsome guy who could do whatever he wanted because you were so handsome. That was one so of the handsome. things that, that I was kind of struck handsome. by. <laughs> that was one of the things I was kind of struck by when we were watching it. How handsome he is, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very handsome. No, I saw you were, I saw you were salivating. He's, we saw you in the corner. I'm a Ryan Reynolds man no, A lot of people... <laughs> Deadpool. Oh my god. Sorry. Guys. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> no, no, you know, I'm good. I'll let we're you two... I mean, you've got to so run hard. through all your people. You've got to run through all your no, people. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I don't even know if I remember. <laughs> I, don't know. I was just going to say, a lot of people had more thoughtful stuff to say in mm. their speeches than I thought they would. And there were a lot of people who went up there and said mm. stuff that really made me be like, oh, wow, and, like, changed my opinion of people and, mm. like, just some person who's, like, in a movie or What did Donald Glover talk about? He was awesome. Can I love I, him. He's the most charming person I've ever seen. He was the great. Best. He just sort of talked about, like, how important Atlanta won was. a lot of awards, too. Yeah. Like, two, a couple big awards. Of all the shows that I didn't watch that got, like, of La La Land and, like, The Crown, which people were, like, won everything, I'm like, what the hell is The Crown? I don't know what that is. The only thing that I took away from that last night was what you were just saying. Um, what, what, I just lost my train of thought. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. I, that's the one show that I feel like I need to go binge now that we've watched yeah. the Golden Globes. Like, yeah. that's the one. 
Um, also, I don't know much about Viola Davis, but she could sell me anything. She's oh my best. god, she Viola was awesome. Davis is, She's incredible. Is Holy lord, she was great. Viola Davis is national treasure. Yeah, she is. Uh, and obviously, the biggest story out of this was Meryl Streep last night. Uh, Meryl Streep won the Lifetime Achievement Award and then gave a a really like well spoken and well thought out. I feel like kind of anti-Trump. You could speech. tell that was planned. It wasn't. That wasn't. All, that was like a lot of people's takeaway because that was a segment of it. I think the larger. I thought it was a really nice speech, and like I that it was one good part is the thing that everybody talks about. You know what I mean? The one mm. or two parts, like talking about that. But it was, um, it's cr- the craziest thing for me when I was watching to receive that award. You don't realize how many movies somebody like that has been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Meryl Streep out there, like just showing her. Like they did like one of the montages where they show like little clips and scenes from like every role it's ever. A lot. And it's you know you don't think about it. Somebody's been acting for like forty years. That's a billion movies that somebody's done. Yeah. But the minute she said it. I was on Twitter because one of my favorite things to do during a live event like this is to be on Twitter to watch the Twitter reaction because it's amazing. That's true. Um, one of the running jokes was, you know that Trump is going to fire off some 4.30 in the morning coke-fueled tweets about this. Did he? Oh, he certainly did, oh my friends. Oh, my God. He waited until uh, 6.30 in the morning because people are trying to, I think they keep his phone away from him so he can't oh fire off at 3. So I pulled the, I pulled <laughs> the tweet. I, I pulled the tweets up here for you. Here's, here's what they are. Meryl Streep. One of the most overrated oh, actresses. You're doing the voice. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood. Doesn't know me, but attacked me last night, Golden Globes. She's a Hillary flunky who lost big. I don't believe <laughs> I don't This believe is official you. Donald Trump. Oh, my. For the 100th time, I never mocked a disabled reporter. Would never do that, parentheses. Uh, but simply showed him groveling when he totally changed the 16-year-old story he had written in order to make me look bad. Just more very dishonest media. All right, so, so I can assume that it because of like how many characters that was, that was like broken three up. Three tweets. Oh yeah, three tweets. Yeah. That's it. Sounds like it said, sounds like the Forever Leather that. guy. It just <laughs> sounds like we've elected Charlie Seeley. Oh man, <laughs> I'm really like stunned by that. Are you? Because I'm not at all. Oh my yeah, no, god. Of course, of course, he was going to. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's just like really mind blowing. They said it last night a couple times as jokes during the show. That last night, the Golden Globes represents everything that Trump hates about America. Hollywood, foreign people, and the press. Those three things are all there, and he hates all of them. It's Isn't like, he part of Hollywood? Would not you, anymore. What do you say? He's politics. What uh, do you say to the idea of the people who see, like, uh, the you know, Meryl Streep speech or whatever and say, this is why Trump won. Like, this is a bad thing. Your speech is a bad thing. Uh, You're yeah. an elitist and, like, a jerk and nobody I think, cares. I honestly think that there is probably some some merit to that. I think you're right. I think there is some merit to people being like, well, who's this, like, uber-privileged actress? Like, which people, you know, you people know what I mean? People like, as a whole are very, very sensitive to feeling like they're being condescended. Yes. And it's very Especially easy like for... Especially, like, at this time, like, as a society yeah. as a whole, that's, like, a national mood and feeling. And I think to a certain subset of people, like, Hollywood folks talking about <laughs> stuff is always going to be condescending. Yeah. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, like, who, you know, who the hell cares? Like, Hollywood folks point. just, they make movies, and, like, they have a lot of money, and some of them mm. do, like, great humanitarian work and do good things with their fame, but mm. at the end of the day, they're just people who get paid a lot of money to right. be in the culture. Yeah. Well, we went pretty long on that. Any final thoughts? On, you, you look really perturbed. I'm just, right. like, so grossed out right now that he did that. <laughs> hey, we're almost there. Two weeks away, and he'll be our actual president. Are you oh, ready? Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, nobody Can't wait. is. It's going to be great. Buckle up. Disgusting. Uh, they uh, should put music in the Golden Globes. That's my final thoughts. Mm. I want musical performances on all of these televised award shows. Well, what was the song that Donald Glover called out from Atlanta? He called out some... I don't remember. It was some, they should just have that guy come on and play that song. Young they had Boone. Questlove DJing. He was pretty good. Yeah, Questlove was good. They didn't really let him do anything. It was just like on and off music, but... Yeah. 
Well, speaking of music, we have a nice musical-based discussion with this week's interview. Professional segue right oh. there. I like that quite a bit. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Joe Sweet uh, falls in the category of guys that uh, their names were well-known to me, but for a long time I never put uh, face to name. And it was really nice to sit down, have a conversation with Joe. Uh, talked a lot about music. We talked about the Utica Music Fest and, of course, his new project, The Order It App. Uh, so let's get to our interview with Sweet Sweet, Joe Sweet. podcast guy at all no really I, I not really really yeah i feel like i like it it's an interesting format and i'm i was sort of surprised by how few people here were familiar with the podcast concept yeah like when i first pitched this idea even the yeah. maiden utica guys like not everybody was super they're like oh yeah i know what podcasts are but i don't listen to them yeah right and it's funny because when i was <clears> living, i would say when i was living in brooklyn everyone was like i got into like the podcast like the cult yeah, down there. Yeah. There's so many people who are listening to podcasts and like doing podcasts and I yeah. so I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you're supporting our, our new media platform. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I got into it when I read a, uh, heard a couple good advert marketing ones and I was like, oh, holy yeah. shit, I learned so much information just from this one bit. Well, know? that's the joy about a podcast. Yeah. It's unlike a radio show or like a television show, you can get these very nuanced, yeah. very specific shows. Like I got my wrestling podcast, yeah. I got my like politics and religion podcasts. That's I got, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. A, yeah, yeah. You get all sorts of different stuff. I like that. Yeah. So you don't have to sit through a whole show just to make it to one. Like, you yeah. can listen to a specific thing. Yeah. That's cool. Like, if I, I like want to listen yeah. to, like, my wrestling podcast, it's just like, I got And it can be by the same sense. person. Yeah, That's yeah. the beauty of it. Oh, I like that. Um, so, a couple things I want to get into real quick with you before we get into the, the bulk of the interview. Uh... I knew your name before I knew your face. You're one of those kind of people who I've yeah, interviewed right. on the show where I've heard your name before, I've heard your name sort of bounced around. Um, I have to say, great name. One of the best names I've ever heard. Like, you you got pretty lucky with the name lottery. Thanks. It's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great porn star name. But it's also an excellent wrestling name. You would be a great How wrestler. funny, that's awesome. Yeah. Sweet, I mean, sweet, never Joe done. Sweet. Yeah, and, that, yeah, and you know... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it never dawned on me like when I was when I was little, you know, it would be all sour. So I never thought it would be like a cool. When I got older, like oh yeah, sweet. And, you know, <laughs> now you got to live up to that. Name. <laughs> well, uh, Joe, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, a lot of people know you from Utica Music and Arts. Um, a lot of people know you from your uh, tech work, doing apps and doing programming, uh, and your newest project, uh, the Order It Project. Is that, yep. I don't, is that the name of the app? Yeah, yeah, Order It. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we're happy to have you on, and we're going to get into all those topics. But first, um, I want to get into uh, into a little bit about you, particularly. Um, first of, where were you born, Joe? I was born right here in Utica. So you're Utica born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to school here and stuff? Grow up here? No, born. Uh, I. Lived in Frankfurt, went to uh, school oh, there, Frankfurt. graduated from there, yeah, not yeah. far from here, but I was hanging out in Utica. Yeah, you're okay. When I was 14, <laughs> we were taking the bus and skateboarding up and down Jenny and uh. hanging out with a lot of Were you a skateboarder guys? Oh yeah, I love it. And, you B and BMX. You still skateboard? No. 
<laughs> like all these thoughts just rushed to my head. Like, oh my god, I have insurance. And, yeah, uh, right? No, it's true. I um I played music growing up, but I played like punk rock music, like pop punk music. Nice. So for me, I I could never skateboard. Like I tried. Uh-huh. But I failed. I flamed out pretty badly at it. So my Emma was like, "I'll just dress like I skateboard, and then I'll play the music, and then people will still accept me into this subculture." Uh, uh, that worked out really well for me, as you yeah, can see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So you're living in. You're, uh, usually, when I have people on here, I, I grill them about like the stereotypes of the of the place they grew up, right? Like I had New Hart people on here, Clinton uh-huh. people, Utica people. I don't really know much about the Franklin, the Frankfurt Skyler stereotypes, so I can't even press you on if you, if you are. A traditional Frankfurt person. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's so it's just like sarcasm. Like, sarcasm. It's like it's a lot like Utica, like yeah. kind of like East Utica because it's it's yeah, here yeah. too, right? Right, right. But I mean, sarcasm in Frankfurt was just like it's so funny. I still hang out with the same friends that I grew up with, That's and, cool, and no one has changed. Everyone's just so cool. Do you find that I actually I find it to be an outlier now that I'm still close to a lot of friends I grew up with. Yeah. Like that's something that I talk to other people about and they're like, it's weird that you were so close to a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah, I think I guess we're outliers. Now. I get that too. And that's that's a cool name for it. I <laughs> you know and it, that's funny because we get that too. Like I'm like, wow, that isn't normal. And they're like, no, I don't I don't ever see them or talk to them. It's it's crazy too. Like a lot of like my sisters are the same way. I have older sisters and they just don't have traditional friends in that way. Or yeah. I think it's in and you even have kids too and you still hang out with your friends. Like my sisters yeah. had kids and then that was the end of it. It's like we're not hanging well, out with our most friends. people yeah. I know. Well, thank God for Facebook for that. I know, right? You keep up with your friends, uh, <laughs> kids and stuff, like see pictures. I got friends in New York City that I probably wouldn't see for a long time, but and then they pop up in the feed with his daughters and stuff. And this is my Frankfurt friend yeah, who I'm yeah. now, specifically thinking of. I'm curious, did you grow up with brothers and sisters? No. Do you feel like there's a reason do you feel like that's the reason that you have such like friend connections? I you know what? Everyone in Frankfurt's like that. Okay. Yeah. Because I always thought about it. I, my sisters were older than me, like significantly older than me. Uh-huh. So I always felt like that's probably the reason that I was very close with my friends because my siblings right. were not always around right. growing up. Like you attached yourself to these people in, a, in an intense way. Yeah. Um, so you went to Frankfurt Schuyler. Um, what was your, uh, what was like your high school life? Like what, what were you, what kind of, what kind of dude were you? I played uh, sports. Sports I, guy. Sports, played, uh, skateboarded still, and mm. kind of did everything. Until mm. I got, you know, even when I got the license, I went and, and drove to cool places mm. to skate and stuff. Yeah. You college man afterwards? Nope. No. I started playing, um, like, professionally in high school. I was doing gigs in New York City. Yeah. yeah. And then it, I was hooked yeah. as soon as I started. And then the sports went downhill, and it was like, but, you know, my uh, gra- I was born and uh, my grandparents raised me. Oh, so, uh, okay. Yeah. So, so they, you, were you playing music at Frankfurt as well? Uh, yeah. What'd yeah. you play, like, instrument-wise? I... Well, uh, we actually had a full band, but I started. I think I started with trombone. Was the trombone. very first instrument. Yeah, saxophone on here. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah. Do you still? Can you still play trombone? Anything? No. Yeah. So, My lip would fall off. So did you? I, I'm curious if you fell in the same way because I was doing band stuff in high school as well. Uh-huh. I was playing saxophone, and then as I got into like my later years of high school, I realized that I didn't want to be in marching band. I didn't want to do right. like the school oriented. Music stuff. I just wanted to play music. 
yeah. on my own. Yeah. And that was sort of the transition when I got yeah. into like guitar and traditional like rock band instruments. I'm curious, was there anything like that for you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, when I got older, that's when once you picked up a guitar, it was like, I want to play it like you know, a song like this, yeah. you know. And I, I always associate you with music around here, but for me, like, the first time I ever saw you play live was with Nineball. You were playing at Gordon's Tap House uh -huh. for the uh, Street Rock Mafia album debut show. It was yeah, the first time I ever put yeah. your name and your face together in yep. the same place. Yep. But I'm curious for you, like, do you have a particular project over the years you work with that you associate with as, like, your primary project? Yeah, Nine Ball still Nine is. Nine Ball yeah. is still our, and I I also play with them, John Kelsey and Devin Garamond. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like there's two duos that I play with a lot that we do mm -hmm. we play a lot and they they're very, you know it's fun fun show. So you leave Frankfurt, you're you're out of high school, you're playing in the bands, doing the New York City thing. At this point in time, do you feel like you had committed yourself full for? I'm just gonna be doing music for the rest of my life. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yep, mm. it happened. I, I opened a coffee house for a quick minute. Really? In East Utica. <laughs> what was it called? It was called, get this, Happy Days, but with a Z, Happy you know, Days, -Z, Z, Days, of course, yeah. you know. That's I was pretty good. <laughs> kind of just came off fish tour, and like, mm. you know, I was just like loving it, and things were coming a lot easier at the time, and then uh, like, you know, I really love the whole coffee thing. Open a coffee house down in, on South Street in East Utica. Do you know what year this was? I'm just kind of curious. Um, I don't remember. Because I feel like coffee houses do pretty well nowadays. I and wonder, and they were... do. This is before yes. they were open. It, actually, Nick used to come. Nick Domenico used to come yeah. hang out. And Colin, like I met all those guys yeah. back in those days. And then uh, when, when, um, I decided, you know, Funk Daddies were practice, and I was like, you know, I want to do this professionally. So I basically sold all my all my mm. uh, coffee house gear, you know, yeah, all the, yeah. everything, all the tables, the seats, and then paid enough rent, like three months ahead, and learned how to play guitar and learned how to play out my own, mm. all within those three months. That's pretty good, man. Do that, That's and good. then I never looked back <laughs> after that. Uh, I think the thing that. At least from when I talked to, when I did my research as a professional journalist uh, to prepare for this interview, the thing that kept coming up more often than not uh, was you as the owner and founder of the Utica Music and Arts Festival. You're wearing the gear right now. Yep. Uh, this was 2007, this was the first, when you got into this? Gee, uh, nine years ago. Yeah, nine years ago. Yeah. yeah. How, did, uh, how did this all come to fruition and how did you initially get involved with the, with the project? It was actually, um, it was an idea. <laughs> Uh, I had it was a crazy idea. I worked it out in my head whether it was even possible. And then I asked, uh, I asked uh, Z and Damon were the first partners, the mm. original partners. Yeah, GFOP uh, Anthony Z Donaldson. I'm not familiar with Damon as much, but he, yeah. uh, yep, he works at Serenac. Oh, okay, yep. all right, yeah, yeah, great yeah. guy, mm. both good friends. And then that went for a couple years, and then. Did you know it was going to catch on initially? Like, did you feel like there was some sort of. Like, was there some, like, did you have this feeling that there was a need for this yeah, out there? Yeah, absolutely. Because I gotta be honest, you know, as a Maiden Utica guy, when there was no, when there was no Utica Music and Arts Fest last year, and we ended up doing the, the downtown get down, uh -huh. we caught a lot, of, we caught a little bit of flack from people who assumed that we, like, had pushed you guys out of doing the uh -huh. Utica Music and Arts Fest, and I was like, that's not, that's not, that's right. not what happened. Right, right. But the turnout right. for that, like, even for that one day event, right, was so good that I was like, there's definitely still, like, people still care a lot oh, about yeah, this event. Yeah. Like, that that event meant something to people, so there was yeah. obviously a feeling for it. And well, music music in general, 
like means a lot yeah. you know you like look at some it's unfortunate some of the venues that close like yeah. what if we just did just stopped caring and just like you know what i got my own life i'm moving on well you're probably in the same vein as me i look at that lot on genesee street that used to be captain trips or amnesia oh, or whatever God, it was called right. so many good times and that. i'm not saying and i'm not saying that that place was run at a high level yeah. and that they got the best out of it but what bothers me is that the foundations for that building are now gone. Like yeah, that, that no one could take over that building. Uh, and you look at even another like you look at you know go back. I, always, I used to I used to give Z a hard time about it because he doesn't like talking about it. But Electric Company was a big deal if you were oh, an original yeah. musician growing up in a certain age. Absolutely. To have a place to like to make that music and present yourself and I yeah and it's not like there's not venues around here now I just don't feel like it's this there's a place that captures that vibe especially now with the dead right, closing exactly. which is oh, so sad that like that sucks. that one that one breaks my heart just a little I know bit. like Tim's such a good friend of the show and and that place really was cultivating good original cool music not just from here but from the surrounding areas it, and it, that's important too that, I know, you man. know yeah. having people from out of town come in to see like mm. wow usually i would have to travel this amount it's like no you don't have to travel you can still see this here too did you ever have like competition with the other like, with the cover bands we had that problem when we were younger because we were an original band and we would get in sort of a weird middle ground where we wanted to make money yeah so you go to a place like uh mcgill's before it burned to the ground uh-huh and you're like, all right, well, let's let's play two let's, hours and do cover songs and make some money. But you don't, I didn't love that. Do you right, know what I mean? And then right. the bands who do that for a living don't like you because you're out there like some young punk kid doing like weird covers and original music, and they're like, nah. It's so funny. I think I think some bands could be like that, but I know so many that aren't like cover. Like I love going to see the bot. You know, they're one of them. They're one of many, but they're I love going to see them. They're fun every time, and they treat us awesome. See, you know, so it's like that gets me excited. I like that kind of stuff, and we never ever feel that way about each other. I think the Statue of Limitations is probably far enough away for me to talk about this. Back in the day at McGill's. They did not like us because I was like this young, like pissing vinegar, like twenty, like it probably wasn't even like twenty one or twenty two at the time, uh-huh. and I was like very like in the Eddie Vedder school of just being kind yeah, of so yeah. I like and I remember like, and I remember there was this weird. I don't know if it was a rivalry or not, but it was like there was Shovelhead and there was the Bomb, and they were always like these two cover bands. And I thought of it. Shovelhead was always super nice to us. They were yeah. always really friendly. Yeah, great guys. And. And the bomb guys, I don't know, I don't know if they didn't take us very seriously or whatever, but for some reason when I was young, I was like, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own thing. And I remember like being on stage at McGill's once and like ripping a bomb poster down from the wall. <laughs> well, you know, they, they are they are actually each one of them are great guys. But I know what you're talking about like someone could be uh, not intimidating, but like until you get to know me, like, wow, I didn't know that guy was so cool. You know what I mean? Well, like, it, it's not even anything. I always chalk it up to just like yeah. when you're young and you are in that. Like just, we were just confrontational. Yeah, I think, it's back so then. funny. I miss those days a little. I, I, me too, like, though. I, I like the confrontational. When you bit. said Eddie Vedder, that was like, you know, that's like uh, how I grew up. That's what, <laughs> what made me like want to push mm. music even harder. I was like, wow, this guy, you know, he's got a flannel. He's not your typical, uh, you know, what you see in a video and stuff. And these guys are making a living and doing it. He's jumping off speakers. It's oh, like, yeah. And they entered mainstream without being mainstream. So it was weird. What's interesting about, and I, I could go on for days about Pearl Jam, like that yeah. was, Pearl Jam was a big revolution for me as like a musician into coming into almost like classic rock music. Because Pearl Jam 
for me, it, it was a weird cycle. Like, I was listening to, like, punk rock, and it was only later on that I got into Pearl Jam because it was presented to me by friends of mine, and that sort of opened the door to, like, The Who and Pink Floyd in a way yeah. that I didn't really get into, and I find it weird that Pearl Jam was, like, the filter for me to go from punk rock into, like, classic rock, right. and I don't, I don't know why, yeah. but I always, I always appreciate Pearl Jam because of that to yeah. this day. They well, were the same. They were the same for me. Like I went the fish route though after because I didn't know. Really? Yeah. You know, That's didn't. the one thing that I cannot, I can't grasp it. It I, took a show. Yeah. I, when I heard it on tape, I was like, "Get the!" I used to break balls. Yeah, Get yeah. this friggin' tape out of here. Yeah. It was a tape, you know. <laughs> the tapes, the and, yeah. And uh, then my friend just like, "You have to go. You have to go." So I went to Binghamton, mm. and then that was like, I was like, "I can't believe these guys rock so hard. They look yeah. like a bunch of nerds." Blah blah blah. And they honestly like. I mean, my insides were shaking. I mean, they, I felt like I was at a rock and roll show, like hardcore. It was so good. And I'm not, and I know that the, I get, I don't want the fish fans out there because we have some fish fans out there who will give me a hard time for, like, I'm not ragging on them. I think that they're super talented. This is not a knock. Like, I, it's, it was the same thing growing up. Like, I grew up, like, as a Dave Matthews guy for a little bit. Like, everyone did at a certain point in time. Yeah. I don't really love Dave Matthews anymore, but I would be a liar if I was like, oh, he sucks. He does not suck. He's very talented. He, you know what? He's another window into that. Yeah. Like, I think I liked Dave before I even liked Fish. That was... I that think so, was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think my older sister got me into Dave Matthews. Yeah. Was like, listen to this music. Well, the old Dave was really good. Like, uh, I mean, be- yeah. you know, before all the videos and all that, I mean... Oh, I like forgot the, what it's called. Under the Table and Under the Dreaming, Table and maybe? Dreaming. That was, I thought... I liked Before These Cry the Streets. That's my, my one particular Dave Matthews album that uh-huh. even now, if you gave it to me, I could probably... Yeah. I could probably listen to that front to back and I wouldn't be like... I wouldn't crinkle my nose <laughs> up or get it. Like, after after that, I might start getting like, okay, is this is this the space between? Can we skip this one? All right, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so I got off track talking about music. Let's, uh, let's, let's pull it back because one of the things I'm very curious about, I did some research here... Uh, you seem to do a lot of like computer work and programming lately. Has been a big part of like your later career mo almost, right? I, yeah, I don't I don't program, but I do. Um, but I do like I'm on the computer. That's what I do full time. Yeah, we I build saw, websites and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm we. How did you programmer. How did you fall into that like sort of like sort of tech savvy kind of vibes? It was the the need to promote the band and my mm-hmm. music and stuff like that, and yeah. then and I ended up. Um, uh, meeting my um, current girlfriend and she built websites and stuff so she just kept showing me and showing me that I'm like yeah. oh hey I know a lot of people that need work done how about we go into a business <laughs> and we ended up going in the business she showed me all the stuff to do for the UMath website and and then it just like we started getting really busy yeah. like super busy where it became a full time job well I find it kind of fascinating that you have sort of eschewed like the normal uh, like you, you've sort of kept the things about you that you keep important like you obviously still care about the music and stuff but you found new ways to kind of make a living for yourself doing these entrepreneurial things it's kind of fascinating this is like a, a non-traditional path which we don't normally get on the show which is kind of nice to get a little change up on it I appreciate yeah, that <laughs> nice thanks well the, it, once I had kids that was just mm. like a, and, and actually when I was younger I always felt like oh you know after I do my thing and have kids I want to have a record label but not tour yeah. anymore like I would still love to do those mm. things so I'm just on the north no touring so I, you know when I when we our first kid we were on tour I was on tour yeah. with Brand New Sin down south mm-hmm. and then I was still touring then it was like then I missed you know uh, my girlfriend sent me a picture of the baby crawling yeah. and I was like okay you know I'm done touring for a while yeah, and that's something you can't really like it's hard to 
I don't have kids, but I my sisters both have kids. I get nieces and nephews, and yeah. I and I understand like the difference. Like I didn't even look. Like, I didn't even like kids until yeah, I, my oh, sisters had kids. I was like, this was this incomplete human. Get it away from me. I don't. Why is it looking? Why is it looking at me? What does it want? Food? Get it out of here. I don't no, know. it's got food um, on its hands. But once, touching my pants. But once you you have this moment where something requires your assistance to survive day to day, where it needs your guidance, it's a kind of a it's a strange yeah. feeling. It's a, it's empowering, but also terrifying. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's crazy, man. So before we get too far off, I want to talk a little bit about the Order It, uh, the Order It app. Which um, can you go through a little bit about what the app is and what it's going to be doing? Yes, yeah, just um, alcohol delivery on demand. So mm-hmm. basically, it's available to Utica and the surrounding areas like Whitesboro, Clinton, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we built like this um, nice little marketplace. Who you mm-hmm. put in your area code, and it'll tell you the available uh, drink in your area code. Okay. And then you just like literally it's that's why we call it order. You just order it like simply <laughs> press mm-hmm. on the beer you want and then uh, uh-huh. yeah. And then it's delivered in uh, 60 minutes or less. 60 minutes. So what's the I'm so curious cuz this is like uh we when I was living in New York, I lived in New York for a long time. Mm-hmm. Take a shot listeners feel like every every show we talk about New York City. Uh but it was a lot of Grubhub. It was a lot yeah. of like uh even like pet food stuff people would order and you, yeah. Uber was very big. I always think the biggest hurdle with stuff like this is delivery, right? That's the biggest, like, right. who's delivering these items for you? Right. But, like, it seemed, like, how did you get, like, how did you get around that sort of hurdle with the delivery stuff? Um, well, we don't actually sell oh. any of the beer, so we partner up with a local distributor. Okay. So and the order oh. goes to them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's nice. kind of subverts, like, the... And then we yeah. build the back, and we build, we build, like, three separate apps. Um, oh, one nice. for the delivery people, one for uh, the back end for the store, so they can control, like, yeah. everything, all the products, the quantity, mm. whatever nice. ones are putting on sale. We nice. train them how to use it, and then, um... There's an app for the delivery drivers, and then your front-end app and website that the users see in order. But nice. Yeah, you know, I thought it was, I like, I love the whole idea of the Uber stuff, and I, you know, I just thought it was, we we needed, alcohol's huge around here, yeah, huge in Utica. Cold, uh, cold climates, it seems like, and everywhere I, everywhere I go where it's yeah, cold, it seems to be. Yeah, and right now people are attaching to, go, to, to hip ideas and not afraid to support them. Well, it's kind of, it's almost... If you want to survive going forward, you almost have to. Exactly. Like, and I'm sort of surprised that we haven't bought into the Uber thing yet around here. Because I, I feel like Uber I just would... seen something in the paper. Well, Cuomo I wants it. Yeah. yeah, he was go- talking about it today. I, oh, it just did he? Seems like, it just seems like it's a good idea that would work here in this community particularly. And the first person who jumps in on it is going to do really well on it. Yeah. And then everyone else is going to see that it works well and want to do it. But like, I can't believe somebody hasn't yet. Exactly. Um, All right, uh, Joe, before we get into the lightning round, where can people uh, contact you if they want to hear more information about uh, Order It or about any of your projects you're working on? Uh, Mm Orderit.co. You can sign up on the mailing list there where we are doing a free delivery if you go out and sign up on the mailing list. Your first one's free. Nice. And then if you want to contact me, I'm very easy to find on Facebook. Mm. uh, I replied all the messages, Twitter. Wonderful. Uh, pretty much, yeah. All right, well, Joe, thank you again. Uh, You're welcome, and thank you. Let's get into the lightning round questions. These let's are the same six questions we've asked the last 40 or some odd guests on the show. I can't remember when we started it. And let's get into number one. Uh, Joe, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? 
Uh, light cream, light sugar. Light cream, light sugar. Yeah. Mm, Mashed my own heart. Yeah. I want to drink Super it black. Hot. Like, yeah. I want to drink it black, but I just, I can't all the time. Right. I can drink iced coffee black. Yeah. That's okay. Right. right. Sometimes in the morning, I need a little, I need that, <laughs> I need a little something. I right. don't know what it is. A sweet taste, too, because well, it sweet. sets a tone for the day. It's, 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 it's a good yeah. way to think about it. Yeah. I like that. Uh, uh, what was your first automobile? Pontiac Grand Am. Ooh, was it the one, was it the two-door, like the coupe? Two-door, yeah, yeah. in uh, six-cylinder, it was nice. My mom had a two-door Grand Am, and one of the things I always remember about it is if you opened the passenger side door, the seatbelt was connected to the door, oh, so it yes. would open, and like the thing would stick out all the way, it was just so weird. <laughs> I never under, it was really it's weird. Right. I don't know. They were fast, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always secretly hoped I would have inherited that car from my mom, but yeah. by that time, it was, it was long gone. Nice. It was a 92, I think that was. Uh, so you may or may not have taken uh, your first automobile to see it, but what was your first live concert? Right here in Utica. Mm. Great White. Great Warren. White. <laughs> Yes, and Bullet Boys. I think yes. that was the that was my first. Uh, this is the first question that we've asked so far that has dated you. I'm trying to figure out how much older you are than me. That's the first one. That's the first one. Oh, I got dropped off. If that helps, any, <laughs> so you didn't you know? take the grand name. <laughs> take the grand name. Good, good to know. Uh, same sort of line of questioning. Uh, give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Book. Ooh. I'm yeah, it's a tough one. I'm know. listening. Well, yeah, I got. I'm listening to Deepak Chopra, mm-hmm. uh, the okay. audiobook. Oh, nice. Yeah, I you audiobook guy. I love audio. Yeah, really? Audible. I've never done an audiobook. Oh my god, I've, I've been holding off. I've been like four years with Audible right now. Really? Yeah. I'm a big. Re- I, Kevin and I like collect books. Like I refuse to get a Kindle. I want still like I'm like I'm like an old. I'm just pretentious. I think more than anything else. I just feel the need that I have to have. Yeah. Old, but that's interesting. I've I do both. Done. I've never done the audio book. But the, I just feel like I need to learn Ooh. sometimes, you know, and it's, you hear the same stuff. Lot. Yeah, so me too. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. It's good. Yeah. It's good. All right, let me set the scenario here for you. Um, you are the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, and you <laughs> are coming out, out to the ramp, walking down to the ring. Your fans are cheering for you. People who don't like you are booing you. What song is playing in the background as you make your way to the ring? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you like I just had three like weird songs flashed through my eye. my OCD was like no this one wow that's a tough one it's a tough one that is a tough one yeah I've I've given people the option I, I set the stage you, with wrestling because I feel like that's my, where my head first goes to yeah some people do better if you think about it as just like uh, a movie soundtrack in the background or a baseball walk-up theme song is very popular as well. Oh my god, this is like stumped. I can't get Rocky out of my head. Like, who would want that? But oh, when you say amazing. theme song, right. I'm thinking like, is there any other theme song than the Rocky theme song? Like, it's so funny. It's just well, no one's used the Rocky theme song yet, so if you want to take it, I, I can't stop you from taking it. I wouldn't, but if I, you know, I would be open to suggestions. <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> well, I'll write that down for now. If you cool. think of something before we finish up, I, I'll... You know, I'll and then the second it. one was like, George Michael, I gotta have faith, but how mm. weird would George Michael be like... Oh my God, this kid he would is have been, getting weirder and weirder. He would have been a great wrestling heel, George Michael, I oh. feel like. He you never know, a, he might come back. You never know, you never know. It might come back from space. It might have just taken by aliens. That was my <laughs> other thought. Uh, and last but not least, 
Um, besides, uh, besides fish, uh, Pontiac Grand Dams, coffee, uh, skateboarding, tech, music. Uh, give me one more thing that you, Joe Sweet, are passionate about. Outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, okay. you picked a good place to live for being outdoors, yeah. man. You get the whole spectrum of nature here in New York. Absolutely. Yeah. Up at the house, I get up early just to see the sunrise. Mm. And you live, you live out the country? Out the window, yeah. That must be nice. Yeah. How far away are you from like civilization? Civilization? We're, it's not bad. It's probably like a fifteen-minute drive. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like. See, I, I like nature. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like to go camping. I like to be out in the woods. I like to go fishing. All that kind of good stuff. I also like to be in the city near all my possessions and things. That's yeah, at the end of the day. Me too. I like to go on vacation to the woods. I don't know if I could like be a woodsman, yeah. like for as a as a potential career. Oh, we love it, and it, it's nice being so close to the city, though. Like, yeah, literally, course, you yeah. come down Albany Hill and and um, you know, through the woods and <laughs> down the hill, and we're in Utica. Like, hey. Uh, last question. You don't have to answer it. Will there be a Utica Music and Arts Fest this year? Um, I don't know. I'm just. Playing, you know, letting yeah. things unfold. Playing it coy. Very yeah. smart. Joe, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate oh, it. No, it's a pleasure. Folks, we'll be back in just a moment. No, this is good. This is how I wanted to do things. I like to keep keep you on your toes, guys. (laughs) This is working. Um, So, uh, you guys ready for a little history lesson? I'm always so excited for this. (laughs) You should be. And I'm not going to talk about the history lesson that today is my birthday. I'm not going to talk about it. 31 years ago today. All right, if you say so. Good, your birthday's not until tomorrow. Well, this comes out on Tuesdays. Now it's today. The people know. The people know. The people know know. damn well that it's Monday night. (laughs) We can't fool the people. (laughs) Um, I will say... And my last birthday, my last birthday thing. Thirty-one is kind of a weird number. It's just the march it's, into the thirties, man. It's, it's a weird. A it's a schlag, right? Like it's I the feel beginning like, of the schlag. Do you think thirty-three will be better? I think I'll be okay with it up until thirty-five, and then I'll start to get Ooh. panicky. No, because then you can really start to lean into those old man vibes. No, oh, that's a good time. Are you implying vibes. that vibes? What does that mean? Are you implying that I have not embracing, already... It means embracing, like, what, what you know, what it is. You, so, have, you have to embrace, like, getting so older or else it's going to be horrible. You think... True. Embrace it. Lean into it. Like, take joy in being in your late You 30s, think that I 30s. should embrace being an old man more than I already do. You know what that means? Your that case means... is specialized. <laughs> I think you're enough of an old man. You could you could probably tone it back a little bit. That means you're, you're, you're literally drinking... Fox soon. Mm. Salt and pepper's on its way mm. and chicks dig I'm sorry. Can we just point out that you're drinking out of a coffee mug that says Grandpa? I was going to bring that up. It's my it. grandpa's mug. <laughs> it's, like that's... that's why. Right. It's true. Do it's I think right. you need to act any older? <laughs> Speaking of old men, let's get into this week's History lessons. Ooh, another uh, smooth oh, segue. Yeah. Smooth I thought we were going to get away from it. Nope. <laughs> no, I thought we had taken uh, enough of the segue to nope, forget nope. about the history. No, uh, on, never. <laughs> uh, on this day in 1719, Philip V of Spain declared war on France. 
It's an old one. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I feel like you're trolling me. I, I am now. Uh, also on this day in 1776, Thomas Paine published Common Sense, calling for total independence of the colonies from Britain. I'm into that. That's a big one. That's I a good one. Say I like that. Uh, on this day in 1920, uh, Treaty of Versailles was signed, officially ending World War One. I failed all my history tests, I've always so been a Versailles I'm just going to ride this one out. It's fine. Uh, 1952, Jackie Robinson becomes the highest paid player in Brooklyn Dodgers history. I know that. Yeah. I know that. I know that stuff. Yeah. Sam's doing this history facts, so no young kid ever fails a history test again. That's true. <laughs> doing the people's work. I could have used you like a decade ago. <laughs> I like doing the history stuff. And finally, in 2007, this was the day that the first iPhone was announced by Steve Jobs. The first iPhone announced today. And we all got ago. addicted. Well, look, and I'm actually, I ended on this for a reason, because... Ah, whatever, man. I was using the hell out of my phone before we had smartphones. <laughs> like, I was still on it. It's and I, and I get it, and it's hard to gauge now, but I actually went back today and watched, it was like a 14-minute video of Steve Jobs uh, introducing the iPhone for the first time. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and watch it, it does sort of make sense why it started like a revolution. Oh, it's, yeah. It was crazy to watch that thing and Yo, watch... That, dude, that thing was wild. I mean, like, remember when the iPhone actually came out? Because we can remember, if you think back on it, like, that really was a huge game changer. Yeah. I understand oh, yeah. why nothing was ever going to be the same. And what's crazy about it is because iPhones have become so ingrained in our lives, and we on this show, we go back and forth about the You're not an Apple guy, necessarily. I'm pretty much an Apple guy, although I think that's a false positive. Tides are changing. You know what I mean? I, you feel very whatever about Apple, don't you? Are you an Apple person? I, I love to hate them, but I will never let them go. But I want to, mm. but it's like... So you have an abusive, abusive relationship with yeah, Apple. Yeah, it's pretty hard. I feel that, that's it. a pretty apt comparison. Yeah. <laughs> abusive relationships with Apple. Yeah. I love it so much, but it just keeps letting me down over yeah, and over again. Like, and it'll oh, never change. Like a really shitty boyfriend. And every year it says it'll change. And they, they, and they these, never do. These big grandiose gestures to prove that they're going to change. And then it's always the same shit. Always the same. God. Sometimes they just take, And sometimes they take away things you loved in the first place. Like, oh what happened God. to those things I used to love? Now they're just gone forever. Wow. wow. We really went deep That got this. really personal, and I get. feel like we went somewhere <laughs> really deep. Uh, well, actually, what, led, what was interesting to me about this, though, is I watched that presentation, and you could sort of see that this was sort of the beginning of a new era of where phones were going. If you go back and watch it now, in hindsight, it makes sense. This is an interesting starting point. But going forward, I read a couple other articles today that it seems like the next wave is actually going to be the non-screen technology, is this sort of Alexa technology, these Amazon Echoes. What are your thoughts about like that kind of technology going forward, like voice-activated? Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, voice-activated okay. tech. Uh, I don't like it because mm. it's like, I feel like they're like recording everything and like oh, they are. storing everything and I don't need it. And I, they just never really understand what I'm saying. Like, I already have enough trouble with Siri. Siri still can't say my name right. But here's the thing, right? This is the point that we're making about, like, the Alexa product that Amazon is doing. This artificial intelligence, if you will, right? Okay. Um, Siri only works with Apple products. Siri is an Apple thing. Okay. Right? Amazon is building it into various products that are standalone products, like building it into your refrigerator and your, like, oven and things like that. So you could walk into your house and just say, hey, Alexa... Look to see if there's milk in the fridge, and then turn the oven on 350, and turn the TV on to channel seven, and it will do it for you. Lazy. Is it lazy? Is it lazy? But or is it? Is it the future? 
Do you mean like that's it's, the future? Then I'm over it. I don't want anything to do with that. I like the work because if if it gets that easy for me, I will become a couch potato and I will gain a hundred well, pounds and I will not move. I think mm. that's the interesting thing when you look at the the marketing and the commercials and the ad campaigns for these kind of products. They show these people with mm-hmm. like these really like fulfilled, crazy, busy lives yeah. like bouncing around every mm. single second of every day, and like mm. you know they're sort of pitching as like this thing to help you in all this busyness. Mm. But the tasks that it really ends up doing at the end of the day, you wonder if it's not, like, who's that busy that they need something to, like, turn on the lights in this room and, like, change the thermostat and stuff like that. You know what I mean? People pretend they're that busy, but no one really is. Not that many people are. That's, I think they're selling it to, like, you know, a false thing, and then when it would actually come into play and people were actually using it, it would encourage more laziness. It's not going to help you multitask. It's just going to make you lazy. But they can't tell you that because nobody wants to buy that image, but that's what they're selling. We're catching on. I've used... The Siri on my phone. Are you use Siri on your phone? Yeah, if I'm driving. If you're driving. I'm I can't help, and it's just me, I can't help but feel like an asshole when I'm talking to my phone and it's talking back to me. It's weird. It is weird. It's weird. It's an unsettling feeling. You're like, there's nobody else in the car. Why am I wh- I feel just, lonely when I do that? It is very lonely. It's like <laughs> I a movie feel heard. Really it's, lonely. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't have someone in my passenger seat to help me, so I talk because, to because I don't talk to my phone. No, because here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? So here's here's what I'll do. Here's what'll happen. Here's a real story, okay? Here's a real story. So I'm in the car and I I say, all right, Siri, Siri, text my dad. Tell him I'm on the way. So uh, Siri goes, okay. Writes the text message, says, do you want to send it? I say, yeah, Siri, yes. Send the, send the text message. It says, okay, and it sends it. So now I'm, like, curious at how sentient Siri is, right? Like, what kind of conversation can I have with Siri? So I go, Siri, can I change your name to something else? And Siri goes, but my name is Siri. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> and, now, and then I start, like, I'm like, but Siri, you're a computer, Aren't you supposed to just do whatever I say? And then it was like, I don't understand your question. And I'm like, I think oh. I've I think that I've reached the limits of what Siri's artificial intelligence yeah, is, right? Go too deep, right? And then it's that's the moment where I feel like an asshole. Yeah. Where I'm like, who did I think I was talking to? <laughs> who did I think what kind of conversation did I think I was gonna have with this computer like sentient Skynet robot? Well, you watched that one movie, right? Um, what's it called? Her. It's with, a great movie. With uh, Joaquin Phoenix, right? Is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? If listen, if my Siri had Skojo's voice, I would talk to it all the time. I don't care I'm what it's sure saying. That's all you need is a voice? Poor thing. Just <laughs> 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 got Scarlett Johansson calling you up at your house. Oh my god. That's coming though. They're gonna be able to replicate like but, anybody's voice. But yeah. that's the difference with the Alexa thing that I'm talking talking about alexa is a concept that works in your house like the amazon echo like it will be able to have more like actual conversation quote unquote with you in a way that you can actually engage with it right mm-hmm. that's kind of scary but also i always complain about how we're never doing future stuff that's like future stuff there will come a time in the not too distant future where a lot of people use um the companionship of ai and you know robots and stuff like that to like to try to sate their loneliness. Yeah. Like, that's oh going to be coming. They already oh, have yeah. virtual they, reality porn already. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, a, that's always like, the already. first thing they make. The first yeah. time, <laughs> like, when the internet came out, like, day one there was porn. Yeah. VR comes out, day, day one. one. It's there. They, <laughs> that, the like, porn, right, well, they first things first. <laughs> the, because people inherently are deviant, and your brains immediately go to, like, well, what can we do with this new technology? Yeah, well, they well, know that's the quickest way to make money. <laughs> food and sex. Let's see what we can jam up food and sex into this somehow. Ooh, um, so we actually have uh, an over-under that was sent in by one of our uh, listeners this week. It's GFOP Kate Riley. Oh, thanks, Kate. Oh, I, I saw Kate. 
On New Year's Eve. Yes, I saw the photos of that it here. That was cool. Sorry. Uh, well, no, that's good. It's always nice to shout out Kate. Yeah. Right. And Hi, I have, Kate. I got to have Kate in the show as an interview again one of these days. She hasn't been on in a long time. Uh, anyhow, uh, Kev, last week we had this same discussion about uh, Coachella. Coachella lineup came out, and we yes. talked about it. it was Radiohead and Kendrick and Beyonce were the three headliners. Mm-hmm. And we were sort of debating, uh, you know, is it what does it take to get you to go to Coachella? Well, I guess the Bonnaroo lineup came out today, and the big band that was on there is U2. U2's playing at Bonnaroo. I don't right. think the full lineup came out, but like they were like one of the confirmed. So mm-hmm. a bunch of bands have been confirmed, but I don't think they yeah. like announced yet. Uh, so Kate's question to us was: uh, This seems like a debate for the U to cast. You uh, two at Bonnaroo, overrated or underrated? Who'd like to go first? I will. You want to go first? So overrated. I hate mm. you two so much. I'm so pissed. They're still on my phone, and I still can't get them off my phone. Oh, because the, the album. I still can't get them <laughs> off my phone. I'm like, I'm not even kidding. Like that, I I didn't really like you two beforehand. Like nothing personal. It's just not my style. But now, I feel personally attacked, and they're still not gone. And like, does can anyone help me get it off my phone? By the way, like, can someone? Help no, me? you can't. It's gone for. I, Talk to Siri. Yeah, Siri will do it for you. Screw Siri. She's uh, like, shit. <laughs> Kev, overrated, underrated. Um, I've got to say, I'm not. I'm not a huge U2 guy. I think U2's got like some hits. Mm. It's you know they're fine. Um, I feel like U2 at Bonnaroo is probably underrated, if only because the public opinion on them has aged so poorly. Like yes, right, it's very, very poorly. It's been very in vogue for a very long time. Like oh, U2 are the worst. But like they consistently like sell out all these arenas and have these incredible live production. They spend right. so much money and they've been doing it for thirty to thirty five years. And I think they're underrated just on the aspect that most people are probably like, Oh, that's the worst, I'm not gonna go to it. But mm. then if they actually went there, they'd be like, Oh wow, this is like a hell of a show. Mm. And yeah. like when you think for about sure. it, when you really start digging through, there's probably more songs you would recognize mm. than you think of right off the bat. Sure. And stuff like that. So it's probably gonna be fine. It wouldn't get me on a plane to Bonnaroo, no. certainly. But if I was there and they were playing, I wouldn't go to my tent instead of watching. They're definitely good performers. I, I would say. I feel I like say. after a certain point, like almost anybody who's toured for long enough has, you know, enough of like sort of experience and everything like that is going to put on a great show. Yeah, I agree. Like with I've that. been to see, you know, any sort of like professional stage show like that when it's well produced is enjoyable in like a bubble. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would say for me, I don't re. You can get your pretentious hipster alarms going now if you'd like. I don't really like U2 that much. Mm-mm. I don't yeah. think I've genuinely enjoyed a U2 album. I did some research since 1988, which is Rattle and Hum, which is the last you U2 album. You were two years old and just rattling and humming all over the crib. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking... Because I, I did listen to U2. I own some U2 stuff. I own Joshua Tree and Unforgettable Fire and like a lot of the older stuff. Because my sister likes... Like that era, and my brother-in-law in Chicago. Shout out to Kelly and Randall. They like old U two. Like they listen to like War and mm-hmm. the one with the boy's face in the cover, whatever those are. And those albums are fine, I suppose. Like they're all pretty good. But I don't know. I, I find I don't really like Bono. He rubs me the wrong way. That's what it comes Same. down to for yeah, a ton of people. I don't really it's like the Bono him. Thing. Oh, it's so uh, weird. But then again, U two can actually say. Partner, I'm still spending money from '88, so good for them because they're making that money. <laughs> yeah, they are. And what a Jay Z reference! What a in there. deep Jay Z reference for all you Jay Z uh, fans. Speaking of, we might have to go to Panorama, uh, the Coachella Sister Festival in New York. Oh, yes, we might have to go to that. Ooh, oh, sidebar. And weird news today: Wale, Wale is playing, is performing at MVCC. Yo, yeah, Wale. Yeah, Yo, let's try and get Wale. I was on this like show. in April. Yo, should I should 100 try to get Wale. I gotta on reach show. out to my MV connects to get Wale on the show. Like, he's, a, he's a big wrestling fan and he's a big rap guy. How nuts yeah. would that yo, be? Yo, MV folks, Wale. 
Wale's people, if you're listening. Wale's people. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Wild, too. Uh, guys, I got some uh, some collected mailbag questions to go out on today. A couple interesting uh, mail. Thanks, bag. guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. A couple mailbag questions. All right, so uh, we haven't done mailbag in a question. I saved a couple good ones for you, okay? Kind All right. Great. All right. This is a, this one might take a minute to to think of, so I'll go. I'll take the lead on this one. All right, this well, question is from my buddy Jacob. Shout out to Jacob. Thanks, Jake. Uh, favorite big screen performance of all time? Not movie, but acting performance in a movie. Like your favorite single character performance. Obvious answer for me. I'll start you off real easy. Is Quint from Jaws? Quint in Jaws is the best single acting performance I've ever seen in my life. Like he's the man. He's, I have mine. Go ahead. What do you got for me? I have to say Christian Bale, American Psycho. Mm, that's okay. a good one. I'm Interesting. A fan. Did you read the book? No, I didn't. But mm. I should though. I mm. should though. I, I actually have two copies of it. I will give you a copy before. Yeah, you that's leave. a good one. <laughs> that's a good one, Christian. Yeah, I didn't even think about Christian. Oh, Bale. I'm a big fan. Because when I think of Christian Bale, now the first thing you think of is The Dark Knight. I feel like right. To which I, I have to say, I really. The, it's tough to not say the Joker. Ledger, yeah. It's tough to not. I was captivated from beginning to end. I've always been a big Batman guy. It's like the only real toe I dip into the comic book waters. Yeah, same. Always been a big like Joker and Batman fan. He was amazing, but also um, Daniel Day Lewis in There Will Be Blood uh, might be my favorite performance that I've ever seen. When I, my mom actually had a question similar to this to me one time about like movies, and she said for me that it should have been. Uh, Tim Robbins and Shawshank Redemption, if I'm being honest with myself, because I did watch that movie a billion times. But I don't think his performance particularly is why I like that movie. I think it's just a great movie. That's fair. That's a very specific movie for like guys my age, I feel like. Did yeah. you watch? Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, I think I everybody. So. The, it was on TV. It was just on all yeah. the time. It was on a lot. All right. Good question. Good question. Thanks, that was Jake. Good. That was fun. Uh, all right. Uh, here we go. Favorite electronic device. Favorite electronic device. Doesn't have to be a cell phone, mind you. Just any electronic device. Ah, kid, it's like a musical instrument. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Yeah. Your personal favorite electronic device. Oh man, Uh, currently probably that that P Bass Deluxe. Mm. Uh, That would probably be right up there. My my phone gets a lot of use. Mm. Certainly. I don't love my phone in the way that I love like. I'm a video game guy, so for me, like, even though... Phone, it's a machine. That's yeah, just okay. ushering in Skynet. Yeah, it's, no, a whole, I, it's a whole dark road you don't want to go down. If I'm talking about, like, electronic devices that gave me the most joy, I would say it was when I got a PlayStation 2. Like, I got a PlayStation 2 and it gave me a DVD player in my in my room. Like, that's a, that was a big deal at a certain age, to have that DVD player in your room and to right. be able to play video games. That was a big electronic device. So that's the device. electronic device that gave you the most joy. Yes. That's the one. I'm not, I'm not going to fall for you guys' <laughs> sick. You're sick so, games. I don't think we said anything. Yeah. Mara, go ahead. I'm going to skip. <laughs> going to move along, man. All right. And, uh, we're, yeah, let's close out on the last one. This is, a, this is a more serious one, okay? Sure. And this one is actually from my sister, who was nice enough to send this Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, All right. We'll take this one. Okay. This is uh, your, your well, favorite. Were you going to turn it down if it wasn't? No, no. I was actually going to take it so, seriously. Shout out to my sister. Uh, favorite or best piece of advice to give to others? Favorite or best piece of advice to give to others. Oh, man. This is like right in your wheelhouse, Gav. I feel like you're the king of advice. Am I? People seem to think so. I guess. Wow. I guess. Um, man, to narrow it down to just one thing, mm. Mm. it's hard to say. It's tough. Go. Somebody else go. Let me think for I don't know. Whenever I think of like, whenever mm. I'm trying to get through something, even though it's like super cliche and it's like mm. kind of dark, 
Um, Donnie Darko, Every Living Creature on Earth Dies Alone. Ooh, that's really dark. Yeah. That's really but dark. But it's true, though. You're the only person who's going to live your own life, so you have to make your own decisions. Mm. You that makes mean? sense. Yeah, yeah. I get behind that. A little morbid, but yeah. I get behind it. Yeah, that's my style. You want to go? You got one, or you want me to it's go? It's tough for me to pick just, like, one thing to say to sum it down to a sentence. So what I'm going to say is something that I always remember my grandfather telling me when I was mm. young. Um, I remember saying it repeatedly, and I don't know if it was something he always said or just said to me, whatever it was, but he would always say... Keep your mouth shut and your ears open and you'll go a long way in life. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And I remember, like, yeah, that really classic. stuck with me when I was younger. Like, instead of just thinking and, like, going out and talking, like, sit back and listen and, like, pay attention and assess the situation, you'll you get to, like, where you need to be. You know what I mean? My dad said the same thing. Like, basically think before you speak. Like, taking all the information instead of just spouting. Yeah, and I feel like that one. served me well yeah. thus far. This is my favorite one. This is the one I use in my uh, the kids at school when I'm, like, teaching stuff. And then also I use it on my nieces and nephews a lot. Mm-hmm. They don't know if they listen to it. Always do a little more than what's expected of you. Yeah. That's my favorite one because it's very broad uh, and the idea is that if everyone, just everyone does a little bit more than what's expected to them, you get a large result in the end. That is true. You like that one? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad? That's good. I like like that that. one. I think they're all very different. Yeah. All of ours were very different. I love it. And that's why... You're welcome. That's how the world works, guys. Wow. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I really like that. Thanks again to Joe Sweet. Oh, anything you want to, did I cut you oh, off? I'm sorry. I, listen, I could mouth off for oh, please, much please. longer. Thanks again to uh, Joe Sweet for coming in and talking to us. Real good time. Uh, follow Mara on Twitter at MaraOlivia2As. Follow Kevin on Twitter at underscore Kevin Sullivan. I am at SF Doom. Follow the show at Uticast, Uticast at gmail.com. Go to Uticast.com to get all the episodes. iTunes, SoundCloud, 315live.fm. <sighs> I like how you wind it down like it's a countdown, even though there's like yeah, no actual clock yeah, countdown. You just give it the wind down, though. It's good because it feels urgent. It you does. Tell it's ending, yes. and they know it's almost time to turn it off and find something else. Yes, this is the end. Find something else to do. Bye. Bye. Bye.